Listener Production. If life was a cereal box, this would be the toy inside. Oh, I wanted that one. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Oh, yes. I'm going to dedicate this episode to Patty Mills, Australian basketball superstar, helping us get over the United States yesterday, Matt O'Kine. Did you watch that one? Oh, I certainly did. Man, good stuff. Jingle and Joe Ingalls just draining threes uh, from from the parking lot. Uh, very, very fun times. So shout-outs to them. Um, not good enough for Quade Cooper, though, <laughs> former Australian Wallaby, whose Australian citizenship was denied because he was deemed to... Uh, let's see the wording of this one. Correct. Um, not have provided sufficient evidence for satisfying the special residence requirements, which includes being a person engaging in activities to the benefit of Australia. Um, so representing Australia 70 times in, in rugby. I mean, we have been in the doldrums wait, a little wait, bit wait, in wait, rugby wait. union recently, but... Quade Cooper, was he was denied citizenship where? <laughs> in Australia. He was born in New Zealand, moved here when he was 13. What? <laughs> He's applied a couple of times. He's represented to be a Australia. Yeah. Wow. That's good enough for uh, Australian rugby. Not good enough for the old uh, immigration department, by the sounds of things. That is, I'm genuinely gobsmacked by that. Sorry, Quade. We'll copy you next time. I'm, he's probably a bloody one of the questions in the yeah. test. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Whose like, goose step has been <laughs> synonymous? Bamboozled many foreign <laughs> rugby players. Wow. Okay, well, um, oh, my gosh. Anyways, uh, look, a couple other winners that we're going to be chatting to a little bit later on. Uh, we're going to be chatting to Parcels. So let's get round to one. The one I need Parcels in the lead up to us chatting to Anatole from the band today, and it's like I think I was like I was having one of those days, it's just like oh I'm frustrated with things, things aren't working. You got lockdowns everywhere, you got these vaccine chaos and stuff. Put on a little bit of parcels. It is very difficult to be angry whilst listening to that. <laughs> yeah, that it's, it's bop, it's bop worthy for sure. We can't wait to chat to Anatole about the brand new song that they've just released, and they've got a video that's coming out today as well that you'll definitely want to check out. Um, other than that, there's also some vaccine news that we want to talk about uh, right now. Ali Dyson, we've got an insider on as well, who is going to be diving deep into the bonnet. Yeah, grab your drumsticks, grab your dipsticks. It's a very big Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Well, here in Australia, Matt O'Kind, the Vax shenanigans continue. A few people upset with a, with a TV commercial showing a young person struggling to breathe in hospital. Um, people looking at it going, that's not the age that the, <laughs> we're recommended to get vaccines. So what are you trying to encourage us to do here? Um, which is pretty wild. But other people are just going, you know what? I'm not dipping the toe in the water. I am going all in. Did you see the dude who um, did a little bit of a double dippy? <laughs> he did do a double dip, didn't he? I saw this on the front cover of news.com.au. Um, Tom Lee, 34-year-old from Sydney, copped, uh, just got both doses one AstraZeneca, one Pfizer. Got the got the double dippy of bothies. Yeah, two got the quad dip. Two dips of the Astra, two dips of the fr- Pfizer. We're on a four dip immunity here, which goes against the Australian Chief Medical Officer Paul Kelly's advice: do not mix and match. But I don't know any of anyone 
who's mixed and matched to this level, Matt O'Kine? Well, we're certainly not advising you to do anything on this podcast. Whether it's with um, vaccines you know the, or your corn chips in the salsa, we'd probably say don't double well, dip on either. One of the main reasons they would suggest maybe doing not doing that is because we don't have the amount of doses mm. for everyone to have a double dip. Hey, there's not enough hummus in the pot <laughs> for everyone to be going and scooping their chippies in twice, is oh, there? And there's nothing worse than a dry chippy when you've everyone else has used up the condiment. You're just <laughs> scraping the the edges. Um, Mr. Lee disputes any accusation. He's jumping to queue though, insisting he did everything by the book and that the New South Wales Health was happy to vaccinating. He says, as for queue jumping, I don't see it like that. I haven't stolen any vaccines. I literally lined up in the queue to get it. Getting vaccinated takes a bit of legwork and anyone can do it. Have you, have you registered? I've registered for the, you know, I got on the website, you put in my phone number, like sign up to be notified as soon as you're eligible for a vaccine. I put in my details. I sent it off. I'm waiting for a text. It's, I gave my number to the girl at the club, and she's yet to uh, <laughs> yet to follow up with me. <laughs> she's waiting that three days. It's the three day rule, you know. You don't you don't text back the next day. Otherwise, it seems you're too keen. That's it. Um, but look, because we got a friend. I mean, we 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 both have a friend on the group chat who's sort of jumped in, said, "Lads, just got my Pfizer." You know, first jab. I was like, "How did this happen?" He said, "I just went on the website." So I said, I, well, I want to go on the website. He said, it's all gone. He just, he just went on. It was good for him for once. And then he sent it around to everyone his work saying, hey, get on this. Everyone got on it. They were like, shop shut. Do you know what it's like, Alex Dyson? Do you know what it's like? Mm. What, that, what that thing reminds me of? Once in about 1999, driving past my local set of small shops in Turinga, Brisbane, yep. Queensland, I see this sign, big as anything, right? Basically hand-drawn at the front of a shop and it just said fireworks and I was like what so I pulled up the car right I asked dad to stop the car me and dad go in I'm like 13 14 years old yeah and usually shops aren't allowed to sell fireworks right no not yeah. in anywhere that I know in Australia I've never been to a fireworks shop in Australia lo and behold in this shop this guy's just selling fireworks I was like what he said yeah it's just a little loophole they're going to change the law soon. There's something that he could do. He bought them from Canberra or something. He repackaged something. Yeah. He's like, it's a little loophole. I'm going to be gone in like two weeks. So I'm just going to be here for two weeks. So I just bought a whole bunch of fireworks, set them all off in the backyard. It was great. And then Goodness it was me, gone. I think that's also against medical advice. Um, <laughs> and doing then it was that. gone. That's how I feel like the Pfizer vaccine is right now. Open for two weeks, they're gone. But uh, have you ever double dipped? As far as double dipping. Matt O'Kine, trying to get a little a little taste of each. It does remind me of most, you know, when you go to a big formal ball or like a big gala dinner or something like that, you're sitting around these massive tables and it's like, oh, everyone, we're going to be serving the entrees now or we'll be serving the mains after this speech or whatever happens. And then they come out and people are putting the chicken in front of every second person oh, yeah. and then coming out and putting, you know, the lamb in the middle yep. or the fish in the veg. The or, beef cheeks and the yeah. barramundi and alternating. I'm, but it's every now and again, you know, someone's like got to leave early. There's an empty chair and they go, are they coming back? You go, yes, yes, they are. <laughs> Real goes down. Suddenly old Dyson's double dipping, <laughs> having a little, oh. having the double meal because they're always a little bit on the small side, these formal ones. Formal is code for tiny 
I think is what I so what hope is. someone comes back from the bathroom one day. It's like, where's my beef cheeks? Well, the same you got the, the red wine jus on the on the on the side of your mouth there. And but at least formal formal dinners, people are too cool to eat their desserts. They're up and they're you know, I'll oh, just go and mingle and start talking to everyone. So they drop the desserts down mostly empty <laughs> tables. But I I have no shame about sitting there and trying the souffle and the chocolate cake. You know, Mate, I'll be got surprised a bit of if each. you. Dead set haven't brought your own doggy bag to a wedding before, honestly. <laughs> I reckon you've hidden one in the tux and just taken home half the banquet without a shadow of a doubt. I've done the double dip, all right? I mean, mm. one one with the vaccine thing, I do wonder, would you at least do one in each arm? You know, would mm. you do... This arm vaccinated you, with Pfizer, this one with AstraZeneca, <laughs> yeah, that's how it works, exactly. isn't it? See them meet in the middle. Um <laughs> But uh, but also I do the I do the double dip when it comes I've done the double dip when it comes to a particular um, audio book website um, in which they offer a free audio book. Uh-huh. I mean your book oh your book's not on there yet my book's on there. Mm. Being black and chicken and chips. But uh, you know I thought well I got two emails, two oh. signups, oh, two free audio books, my friend. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Shouldn't be biting the hand that feeds me, mm-hmm. all right? But uh, but yeah, I certainly did do that. So yeah, let us know when you've double dipped. Yeah. Coffee. Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Now I feel a buzz. Are you keeping juicy gas from me? Do you know what's going on here? We know what's going on. You won't believe it. Real juicy. So let's just keep it on the down low, shall we? Matt and Alex's Insiders. Insiders. Yes, Matt O'Kine, it is time for our segment, Insiders, where we take a peek behind the curtain of your workplace and try and figure out what exactly is going on. But today, not so much a curtain as it is a garage roller door. And i got to tell you, I do not have a clue what these people are doing in there, Matt. Bro, I don't know anything about what happens inside the bonnet of my vehicle. Absolutely no idea. All right? One one time I put tap water in the window washing container. <laughs> oh, no. One time I figured that out. A car engine is essentially the physical embodiment of wingdings. <laughs> I, I, I just look at it and go, well, that I don't know anything about what that is. And if you're like us, you might enjoy our next guest because they are a mechanic and it's about time we found out what goes on in their grease-laden world. Hello, anonymous mechanic. Hey, guys, how you doing? Good, thanks, mechanic. Now let's cut straight to the chase. How often do you or someone you know rip people like <laughs> us off? <laughs> uh, it's not as often as everyone thinks. Okay, so every now and again, there could be a little bit of uh, GST. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of the postman's tariff to the, <laughs> yeah. you know, taken on top of uh, a little a little windscreen wiper refill kind of deal. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, look, straight one. up though, you would have heard of some dodgy mechanics. How many, you know, is it a common practice? It isn't, yeah. There are a lot of dodgy mechanics, to be honest. Mm. When, you, when when we talk about dodgy mechanics, ripping people off, what are some of the most common, you know, cons that uh, mechanics try and pull? Yeah, the additives. Okay. The people who like the fuel additives and the uh, fuel injection cleaners, they're just nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what? So when they say, oh, I just thought I'd, you know, flush the engine with a bit of a fuel and a fuel injection cleaner, they're literally doing nothing. Yeah, they're just pouring some stuff in the tank that really does nothing. 
Goodness me. I got a little bit annoyed because, um, you know, I popped a tire recently, had to get a new one. They said, oh, you know, we've our supplier um, has to deliver them now and it's going to cost, you know, $220 for a tire. This is the cheapest ones that we have. Whereas I see ads on TV, they're bloody $89. (laughs) Yeah, they get you. If you're in a rush, then, yeah, they'll get you with the most expensive tire they have. Oh, is that with all the parts? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, if you need it now, then they'll go the most expensive part. You, you don't really have much of an option. Oh, uh, they they can okay. sense the desperation. Yeah, and just try and do a little bit of research. So they know what you're talking about. Or pretend oh. like you know what you're talking about. That always right. helps. Uh, okay. And what about servicing? Because part of me sometimes feels like I take it in for a minor service. I feel like they do a lap of the block. And then just charge me 200 bucks for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, that doesn't happen. We actually do the oil changes, but mm. if the car's low kilometers, it can take half an hour and they still charge the hour for it. Mm. And what What's, is it really that? Is that all it is? It's just an oil change? Yeah, oil change and a check over is a minor service. Do some tire pressures and, like I said, add some water to the washers. So it's something you can do for the YouTube tutorial, really, at home. <laughs> a lot of stuff is very easy. What about some of the customers? Who are some of the annoying customers do you have to deal with? Oh, the annoying customers, they're the ones that come in on a Friday afternoon and expect their cars done straight away. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be annoying, wouldn't it? You just want to go home on a Friday afternoon. They're not getting good service either. That's just a quick one. Okay, so when's the best time to bring your car in if it's not about to blow up? Yeah, early in the morning. Just mm. Wednesday's probably the peak day for mechanics, sort of over the weekend and not ready for the weekend. Mm, okay. And what about disasters in the workplace, mechanic? I mean... You're dealing with people's pride and joy here, really. Um, where have you seen it all go wrong? Yeah, one of the guys was trying to clear out the air conditioning drain where the water comes down, had the car running so you could see if it was clearing out on top of a hoist and then uh, knocked it into gear. Car drove off a hoist. <gasps> what happened? Oh, no. Yeah, we um, told the customer we're waiting for an extra part and took it to the panel beaters. <laughs> <laughs> what? Did they not have any idea? No, no, none the wiser. Oh, my oh goodness. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a bit of a uh, production line delayed or your car is absolutely trashed. I've been told that my car needs the part that has to come in from the show. I didn't expect it to be sitting face down in the concrete off the hoist. Okay, and what are the um, the stupidest reasons people have needed their cars fixed? Like the bird's nest in the in the front of the car? What's What sort of things have people... Um, worried about but have been pretty simple i had a car come in a couple of weeks ago where they said their brakes don't feel as good as they used to and i got in the car and dropped my foot on the brake it wouldn't go down they had their croc stuck between the brake <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty good one their croc oh shoe my got God. Was stuck in there here's your problem <laughs> yep. um I remember my dad took his old, old car to, um, this is back in the 90s, to the mechanic and the mechanic said, I'm not going near it because there was a massive spider infestation inside. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Do you see a lot of of the bugs and stuff? A lot of redbacks. Redbacks love living under cars. Really? Yeah, you can tell them they have a really messy nest. So you see a nice messy one and you know there's some redbacks around. Now, before I go to the dentist, uh, Anonymous, I usually brush my teeth. Okay, to make it look nice and fresh. Is it polite to clean up your car before you take it into the mechanic? Definitely. You definitely get a lot better service if your car's clean. Really? What have you have you spotted things in cars that have been a bit yuck? 
Yeah, had some uh, very dirty underwear a couple of weeks ago in the boot. It's oh, pretty nasty what? sitting on top of the spare tire. <laughs> oh my god! What the, they needed an oil change. <laughs> 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 yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Is there any other uh, big big things we should know before we let you go, Anonymous, about uh, us laymans taking our uh, cars in for the uh, the car doctor? Yeah, don't always just go with the first quote. If you're feeling a bit soft on it, just ring around and get a couple of different quotes. Normally, you get a lot cheaper if you're not feeling right about it. Ooh. Oh, interesting. I know at the end of a footy match, um, if you come off the field, like some people's jerseys are not as dirty as their teammates, okay? And the coach reckons <laughs> you obviously didn't go hard enough. Could you look at a, uh, a mechanic's overalls and go, well, they're pretty clean. I'm not sure how, how good a mechanic this is. No, I think the cleaner the overalls probably the better. It means they're not just getting themselves messy and sitting in your car with oil all over themselves. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, great. And um, just finally, how often do you just skate around on those uh, little um, wheelie things that you go under a car with? Do you just do people? Do mechanics just skate around on them all day? Yeah, yeah. We got in a lot of trouble a few years ago. We posted a video on Facebook of us having races on it, <laughs> one of the creepers, and the uh, yeah, the dealer principals and. Stuff so got a bit of a look at that, and we had a bit of a talking to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. Well, thank you very much, Anonymous. We really appreciate you getting in touch, and uh, hopefully, we'll be dealing with you next time our cars <laughs> need that full service. Thanks, boys. Cheers. And if you would like to let us know uh, the gory details of your workplace, we'd love to hear about it. Please send us a message, matt.n.alex. Tell us what you do, and uh, we could be having a chat to you very, very soon. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. All day breakfast. Matt O'Kine, we are very excited right now to uh, get a guest up on All Day Breakfast. Someone who has been bringing the funk for quite a while now, including right today with a brand new uh, live version of their song, Free. Anatole from Parcels. Hello, man. Hey, how are you? Hey, good, Anatole. Now, you, I mean, we just caught you when we dialed you up on the Zoom. Uh, you, you were, you were a little, took a little while to answer because uh, you were a bit occupied. <laughs> I was, um, I was trying to teach myself Ableton, which um, really got the better of me, and I didn't go that far. Um, but I did, I did miss the start time for the interview. <laughs> Um, pardon, pardon my ignorance, Anatole, but given that you are a you know musician within a band that has uh, had you know worldwide hits, you're releasing multiple music videos for them. You got fans all around the world. Shouldn't you know how to use music software by now? Um, so I know how to use some music software, um, and I got to say I'm pretty quick to to learn them. Everyone uses them these programs in their own way. And I know that um, we are definitely not the most tech-savvy band. Um, and I'm sure if someone was, like, looking over our shoulder at us using these kind of programs, they would be laughing. But I don't know. We make it work for us. And, um, yeah, I feel like there's a lot to get out of them no matter who you are. 
Absolutely. And it, mu- it must be tough to um, to make music when you have a crow constantly calling out <laughs> at you there at a toll. Is that, is that the studio crow or is that, um, is that an interloper in the background? Uh, look, I'm at my mum's place um, just north of Byron and that crow wakes me up every morning <laughs> at like six. <laughs> Have you given it a name? I've called it all kinds of names when I'm waking up, but it's different every morning. <laughs> For sure. Well, uh, let's chat about this uh, track, Free, which has just recently come out. The live video I mentioned is uh, is out today. It's such a rollicking, piano, joyous uh, song. Tell us about uh, putting this together. So the song came from Jules, and I remember the first time we played it together, like I was almost brought to tears like just hearing everyone sing it. When we were rehearsing to go into the studio, we realised we could only play it a few times and then we'd lose the energy. Wow. Um, We kind of knew it would be a single and it kind of felt like the right move as like a single to put out first after so many years of, of not releasing much. But, yeah, when we were in the studio, like, we could only play it a few times and then we'd be like, all right, let's move on to another song. And we did it a couple of times, like a couple of days until we got the right take. Well, amazing. And, look, let's let's talk about the video because you have dropped today a live video of it, which I do want to ask about. The original video, the official music video, uh, seems to be a sort of like a is – a, is it a vintage frolic through Paris, is it? Yeah, so the music video will make more sense down the track when we release more singles and more music videos. Ooh. It's the first of a of a larger story, let's say. Interesting. You go on the Christopher um, Nolan angle, you know, just giving giving us crumbs and we've got to piece it all together <laughs> with our minds. Yeah, music videos are a weird thing where, like, it's pretty rare like a music video really hits or people even see them. Like I've mm. kind of come to the point where I'm like, we're putting so much effort into music videos and it doesn't seem like anyone's watching them. And so with this record, I think we're trying to do it a bit different just for it to be kind of more fun for us because it doesn't seem like anyone's watching them anyway. <laughs> well, I think it's so saturated because alongside usually the music videos with the narratives and the filming, it takes forever to put together. They put up the lyric video as well, which is just the lyrics of the song on a, on a background a lot of the time. And um, sometimes I see they get more views than the actual, you know, <laughs> video. You've, you've stayed up late to be recording at night and all these sort of things. you got the director and you got the edit suite putting it all together. And, um, yeah, it's interesting the way, way people, consume music and music media these days absolutely our record label has just we want to we need to do a lyric video so that's the next thing <laughs> wait, you, wait but you've already done so you, you did you did the official video of, you know shot in paris now you've just released today a live recording video of uh this track free um i can see it set out the front of Somewhere called the Silverton Hotel. Where, where, where is that? Because it looks like outback Australia. Yeah. So we've just come back from like a big road trip out west. Like we went into the full desert, and um, one of the last places we stopped was the Silverton Hotel, and um, and we just thought, oh, this is amazing. Like, let's record a a live session here 
just basically because it looked so aesthetic. That's incredible. Did you just, what, have all the stuff on the truck and just pull it off and get someone's phone out or did you have to go back there what? Yeah, we kind of went out there with a whole bunch of gear and and no real plan. <laughs> um, we're just trying to fill our time, you know. <laughs> I really love parcels because you have that such an international vibe. Like you don't seem to be um, you're t- tied to a particular place or country. The music is, yeah, it's got influences from all over. Um, how do you how do you see now? Like, given it's so difficult to to be in front of those international audiences, have, are you really embracing the Australian side of parcels and and br- enjoy bringing that out? Yeah, we actually um, we've been back here for a few months, um, but I'm about to head off back to Berlin. But while we were here, we we really embraced our Australianness, and um, we we did a couple of shows out in the desert and we kind of like pub rocked our setup a little bit because we were worried that (laughs) we were worried the audiences couldn't get behind too much funkiness but um (laughs) i'll tell you the audiences out there they they got behind the pub rock elements and also the funk elements like we had a really amazing time excellent at one point actually this guy kind of stood up on the bench and was like that one was amazing. Play it again. And he literally <laughs> stopped until we just played it again. So, after oh, like so you did. Seconds, you literally played the exact same song twice. Well, like he wouldn't move on. So I just looked at the boys and I was like, let's just jump in in the outro again. And so then we just played the outro for a couple of minutes. Musical-wise, what is the next parcel sounding like? Have you, you are, are you pushing the boundaries of harmonies further than you already have? I mean, because like, you're on the brink for me at the moment. It's, I mean, it's incredible the way you're able to um, sing together, but how, how deep are we going for this new parcel's uh, output? Yeah, we, we're going pretty deep. <laughs> um, big thing for me is just like wanting to release it now because like since this whole pandemic, like I'm not getting the the response from like an audience because we're not gigging like there's been no kind of sign of I don't know people enjoying what we do and so I'm really looking forward to just like start releasing stuff so that you can kind of you start to forget why you're even doing all of this so I'm really excited to release some some of the new record. Oh, that'll be so good, oh, awesome. Anatole. Um, you better just give us a final tip of harmonising before we go because I always try and do it with my partner. Um, Matt and I attempt it sometimes. Uh, I struggle. Um, what am I doing wrong? Like, Matt, if you hit a note now, sing us a note. Free. free, <laughs> free. Like, is that any good? Is that <laughs> Does that get the parcel tick of approval? Oh. I reckon you've got a you've got a higher voice than you're giving yourself credit for. Um, I would I would try, try go up a little bit. <laughs> now that's a great note. Um, I'm not the best one to ask. I am the drummer, and I've kind of the boys are pretty hesitant in giving me harmonies because I always sing a little bit flat, um, a lot like what you just sang. <laughs> Hey, were you talking to me or Alex? No, I think that would have been me. I think that would have been me. I'm talking to Alex. Yeah. I'm talking to Alex. No, I'm on the flat side of things as well. Look, I've been practicing. Me, my mum and my sister, we sing along in the car a lot and we often just like belt out some 
pretty off harmonies, but I feel like the more inspired you get, the less it matters. What are you singing in the car? Um, we sing Kookaburra Sits in the Old Gum Tree uh, often. That <laughs> well, I know why, because you got classic. a bloody old mate out your window all the time. <laughs> the crow outdoors. Well, Anatole, we better say goodbye, but we'll do it in a harmonising way. Anatole from Parcels, thank you so much for joining us here on All Day Breakfast and goodbye. Goodbye. Um, and also, before oh, we, we let you go... <laughs> Before we let you go, we, we should say goodbye. Uh, hear one last word from Mr. Crow as well. No, he's gotten shy. <laughs> oh, oh, what? Please. The whole now interview. It now it is. Now he's shutting up. I can't believe this. Anyway, thanks, Anatole. Cheers, guys. I love wine and everything about it. What are you into wine? I love wine. Big week this week, Matt O'Kine in the world of big food. We chatted to champion uh, of the female division, the Naracourt Hotel Palmer Competition, uh, Eliza, earlier this week. I uh, got some tips and we it's made us give the shout out, you know, what are the big food comps you have been in? Because tell you what, there, there's plenty to, plenty floating around, Matt, if you, uh, if you follow your nose. Yeah, look, I mentioned the uh, Wall of Fame on the local ramen joint that I spotted in Surrey Hills when I first moved to Sydney many, many years ago, uh, the two litres of ramen broth. Have you tried it? I couldn't do it. I didn't even know what ramen was back then. I was <laughs> I was scared of it all. So it's, a, um, it's a dense broth. <laughs> it's, it is thick. I've, I've, I've been to ramen places where the broth is dead set jelly. You're just <laughs> eating... <laughs> Pure marrow. Well, I, I did a uh, food competition one time when working at um, a Triple J in Dolby, Queensland. When we did put on the one night stand up there, the local pub had a burger competition, right? It was a two and a half kilogram burger <laughs> where oh. it was like 500 gram patty, right? A half kg patty. And, on, and then it was like 250 grams of pork belly sitting on top of that. And then you've got oh my coleslaw, God. which was literally just like half a cabbage popped in there with like <laughs> mayonnaise just squirted all over it. Bacon <laughs> on top of that. Then the, it came from the pub. So it was like it, it had been out of the oven for a while. So then the cheese had just congealed over all of this. Then you've oh. got the buns. You got the big pickle. They're not go. They're not giving you no cornichons. We're talking the big pickle on that. <laughs> you got the chippies on the side, and you had to eat it in like half an hour or something. Try as I might, I only ended up getting through about um one and a half kgs of uh, of this thing. But um, That's still so much burger. It's a lot of burg. It is a lot of burg. But um, it meant we've asked you. You know, it's a great Australian tradition of making yourself absolutely rotten in the first world and um we cannot wait to uh get through these messages first up evan sent us a message matt yeah that's right evan said i tried the wheat bick challenge uh at the vic hotel in brizzy and uh tried scoffing the whole wheat bix down in one go failed miserably so that is obviously the uh you know you try to eat a whole wheat bick without uh any liquid i think mouths need to be equipped much like houses um with a sprinkler system and if you do try to eat a dry wheat bick, the sprinklers come on, so it just moistens <laughs> it up a little bit. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, yes. try to do that wheat bick. It is, it is deserts in there. We've also got Damien on the line. Uh, Damien from New South Wales, you entered a one-kilo burrito competition. Yeah, I did. Look, 
And getting the burrito down was, let's say, the easy part. It was over at uh, Mad Mex. They had a competition going, and it was uh, you eat your one kilo burrito, and you get this uh, Mexican wrestling mask. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, when <laughs> when you're with a couple of the boys and someone suggests it, you can't say no. Absolutely. And uh, <laughs> so, how did you tackle it? Just devour. Just went for it. You, you know. I figured the faster and did you do I it? got it down. You... Yeah. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> wow. But the issue was about four days later, I'd realized that it was still in there. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. That you were indeed rolling your own burrito inside. I, I was. I was. And we, we, we got to about day six. And uh, have you guys seen day that? Episode? Six? Day six? Day six. It hadn't exited by day six. <laughs> no, no. And I didn't realize oh. until day four. So I was eating as per usual. Oh, More than a kilo. No. Yeah. <laughs> so, have you have you guys seen the episode of uh, South Park where Randy Marsh has to pass the biggest shit, and it turns out to be Bono? <laughs> I have seen that, <laughs> yeah. and uh, it's is bringing up some very very difficult images for me there, Damien. <laughs> yeah, sorry, squirmy warning. <laughs> yeah, you usually do that beforehand, but anyway, thanks, mate. <laughs> Wow. Okay. So did it, did it come out, you know, was everything okay? Are you all right is what I'm asking. I'm okay. I'm okay. Sometimes people cry and <laughs> that may have been one of the situations in my life when I did cry, but I'm okay. You're telling me it was an eye-watering burrito. <laughs> yes, it w- both ways. Oh, wow. Well, thank Goodness you. Me. Thankfully, it's not Feces Free Friday, Damien. So um, <laughs> yeah. we appreciate that. You also did, did you do a wing competition as well? I did, yeah. I was in uh, in Big White in Canada Wednesday night. They have a wing challenge, and I got 86 out of 100 down. And then riding the bus back to where we were staying, I had to get the driver to pull over so that could exit projectile out of my mouth. <laughs> oh my Doesn't God. sound like these are ending very well for you at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I guess the good part about that, it was snow, so... You know, it came out and I didn't see it again. It just melted straight down into the snow. Oh. Stop doing challenges, Damien, okay? (laughs) That's all I have to say. Please stop for your own body, for your own sake. (laughs) But thank you for giving us a call, Damien. And look, if you need to do it again, we'll be here to uh, hear the story (laughs) afterwards um, (laughs) of the exit through the gift shop. Uh, Thank you very much for tuning in to Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast today. It's been a pleasure hanging out. And uh, I think we've got another big old episode for you tomorrow. If my calendar serves me correct, Matt O'Kine. Cannot wait. Uh, Join us then. It's at matt.n.alex on Instagram if you ever want to get in touch with us. And we will see you again next time. Bye-bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au. Listener.